to this. We're just trying to change the world here, people. Oh, really? The Facebooking and the tweeting and the Instagramming, all that would not exist without our understanding of science. So it's amazing that you took that as an insult. You mean true for you is different from true for anybody else. Have yeah, to come to absolutely, because I can't think either got to be true or not. I can't, no, no. Good evening, citizens of Netlandia. Welcome to O'Reilly Radio number 149, recorded Friday, March 31st, 2017, where we dismantle the current events for your edutainment through mostly rational conversations that make you go, oh, really? I'm your host, Andy Cowan, with my usual suspects. I've got David O'Connor and I've got Daniel Atherton. Welcome, gentlemen. And that is a very shiny hat you are wearing, sir. Thank you. It's made from the finest of tinfoils. That's... That's excellent. <laughs> I went name brand. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. Oh, only the finest of Reynolds for the wrapping of your brain. That's pan. right. Okay, that's that's I splendid. Did. Excellent. Keep the government waves out of there. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So, um, and, uh, you can see the pyramid if I turn my head to the right direction. There yeah, there there is a little bit of a pyramid there. Yeah. Yeah. For all the schemes that are in your head, the pyramid. Yeah, which is made with Sharpie. <laughs> yeah. Not, not its retarded brother, Sherple. Sharple? Oh, nice. Sherple. Sherple, which is the dollar store brand Sharpie. Oh, my God, is, isn't it? Okay. That's that's the thing. All right. So, <clears throat> before we get started, I'd like to uh, thank our patrons. Thank you very much for supporting us financially. We've got... Donald Davis, Melissa G, Henry, Daniel Duncan, and Dan Smith. Thank you very much for keeping us in your thoughts and your wallets. Um, yeah. If you too would like to be among them, you too can go out to p a t r e o n dot com slash O'Reilly Radio, O R L Y R A D I O, and you can contribute to the show financially. You can drop us suggestions, whatever you want. There, there is some content that is only available to patrons, though not nearly as much as I would like. I do have a bunch of stuff that I still have to upload, but uh, that's where it's going, and it's only going for paying customers. So uh, if you like what we do here and you'd like to help keep that going, that's where you should go, most definitely. Beyond that, we're still humans, and we still make plenty of mistakes. So if you find any mistakes, please uh, drop us a line about it. Uh, send us a note at Podcast at gmail.com or phone it in at 470-222-ORLY. That's 6759. Okay. <clears throat> so Trump and the, uh, the his administration have been very busy this week. Um, oh, yeah. So, They're I don't busy know, every week. I don't know what the record is for number of executive orders released on one day. I don't know how many in one week, things like that. But um, just this week, he has signed six executive orders. I wonder how many he's read. Oh, oh, harsh. So harsh. M- maybe not untrue. But harsh. It's, a rich, it's not harsh. It's just a rhetorical question. He has read none of them. <laughs> um, He's got people that read them and gave him a ninety-second overview of all six. I'm sure that, that ninety seconds. I'm sure that happened. He may have skimmed. 
you know, but I'm an optimist. I, while I, he was I, signing, I honestly don't <laughs> think he's read any of these. Uh-uh. I, I think mm-hmm. he is just as 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 David has said, has trust that the you know quick snippet mm-hmm. that somebody has told him is precisely what's in there. Yeah. He, he puts down an order. I want an, an executive order that does this. Somebody says, okay, that's going to be order number whatever. He goes, okay, cool. He comes back a week later. They have it written. Is this the order that does this thing? Yes. Okay, cool. Signed. Would you like fries with that? No. Nah. Yeah. That's the kind of order that I'm kind of imagining a lot of these go along with. Okay. So just for the top of our show... All we're going to talk about is the executive orders, and then we'll move mm-hmm. on to a palate cleansing uh, bevy of science, and then we'll then we'll move along too. Okay, so on March twenty seventh, his eighteenth executive order was signed. I just went through and and actually just counted them as it went through on on the uh, WhiteHouse.gov site. There's presidential actions and executive orders, so all the ones that he has done are the only ones that show up right now, Uh which I found mildly interesting. Uh, They are not numbered. There's no no other, like, real official type of stamp on this particular website. I do have all the links. They are in the show notes, so um, if you're following along after the fact, you can go ahead and click through those links, and you can read along if you so choose. Uh, so, presidential executive order on the revocation of federal contracting executive orders. Okay. This, that sounds weird. Just, the title, and, so, and the titles of a lot of these sound a little odd. Maybe we should just go through the titles first? What do you guys think? We, we can do title and then meet, so people don't well, get confused. The, the, this 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 one's relatively short. Mm-hmm. This one uh, is about government contracts going to companies that have engaged in wage theft. This is a revocation or, of protections from previous executive orders by yes. the Obama administration. Yes, specifically for wage theft or. Um, there's a couple other offenses that were covered by it. Hmm. <clears throat> so this is his continuation of trying to undo everything that Obama did during his eight years. Yeah. Well, this is getting government out of government contracting. Getting government out of government contracting? <laughs> are, out of regulating, it's like, out are, of regulating those... government contracting, I guess. Th- this is getting rid of protections for workers. This This is... A continuation of I want my friends to make more money. Well, hang on. Okay. Revocation of Executive Order thirteen thousand six hundred and seventy-three, July of July thirty-first, twenty fourteen. Specifically, Section three. Oh no, of another one of Executive Section three of Executive Order thirteen thousand six hundred and eighty-three of December twenty fourteen, and. Of Executive Order 13,738 of August 23rd, 2016, are hereby revoked. Uh, consideration of existing... Re- that, yeah, and then it goes on to the legalese of what that actually means for those provisions. So, essentially, 
this is one of those that, okay, now we have to look up that one, and that one, and that one, and then figure out what the hell that's going to be. Oy. Boy, they don't make it easy, do they? No, they don't want to make it no, easy. No, no, they don't. So, all of these end with a, a Section 3 general provisions that I've noticed. And the general provisions are, A, nothing in this order shall be construed to impair or otherwise affect Section 1, the authority granted by law to an executive department or agency or the head thereof. Two, the functions or of the director of the Office of Management and Budget relating to budgetary, administrative, or legislative proposals. Then B, this order shall be implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the available appropriations. And Section C, this order is not intended to and does not create... This is important. I want everybody to hear this this part. So, you know, stop tuning me out and tune me back in for just a second here. So, this order is not intended to and does not create any right or benefit, substantive or procedural, enforceable at law or in equity by any part, party against the United States, its departments, agencies, or entities, its officers, employees, or agents, or any other person. All of them end that way. Which is basically like, by the way, this means nothing. That's, you know, to the to the lay person, that's like a, why did you do this in the first place if it doesn't apply to anything? I mean, I know that in some legalese sense, yes, this certainly means things. Because in Section 1, it does this and this and this. And nothing else. That's that's essentially what this is. It's like we're not creating any other rules. We're just removing them. But still, to have such a disclaimer on an executive order, I, I don't know if this is normal. It probably is normal. Because I, I imagine a lot of this boilerplate is... It is bo- boilerplate from years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So... We'd have to have to look deeper on that one. It might just come from a, a critical misunderstanding of executive orders. A critical misunderstanding? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I think you're more right with this possibly is boilerplate, but th- this is a rabbit hole that I think goes deep. It, it may have greater intentions. Because, yeah, the very next one, which was on March 28th, uh, which is, it's considerably longer, Presidential oh, Executive yeah. Order on Promoting Energy Independence and Economic Growth. Uh, quick summary yeah. is pretty much, hi. Um, Cole, we want I'm Cole. Tired of, we, 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 want, we want an easement of regulations on how we generate power, how yeah. we generate energy. Mm-hmm. We, so, a lot of the regulations based upon the EPA, previous executive orders, are thus repealed. Uh, first, it's like, these are the reasons why we're doing this, and mm-hmm. it's it, it does not sound menacing. Unless you, no. you have the context for what it's doing. Um, For purposes of this order, burden means to 
unnecessarily obstruct, delay, curtail, or otherwise impose significant costs on the uh, siting, permitting, production, utilization, transmission, or delivery of energy resources. So it's it's lifting the burdens that were put upon these agencies, making it much easier for them to get from A to B, from thinking about generating power to generating power and delivering it. Oh, hello. Mm -hmm. Uh, Section C of... um, Uh, Beginning within 45 days? Yeah. If you go further, the plans shall also be sent to the vice president, so I don't have to deal with this, the assistant to president for economic policy, so I don't have to deal with this, the assistant to the president on for domestic policy, and the chair of the council on environmental quality. Darn, I can't show that window. Okay. So he's passing the buck on all these as well. Yeah, he's passing the buck heavily to the VP. Well, we knew that was going to happen. Um, today, yeah, but he unleashed really three, and he had a press conference about that. I was able to catch the tail end of it. Okay. And at the end of that, just the things that don't include words, the things that were body language and what was going on. One, he seems really tired. I'm just going to going to put Already? that out there. He looks fatigued. That was at uh 3:30, I think. Yeah. About 3.30 today, Eastern Time. So, he looked really tired and really put out. And they were having troubles getting the the stream going. And, you know, he was, you know, adjusting things and then had to leave and come back. And it was was kind of a kerfuffle in the beginning. And then I missed most of it, unfortunately. And then, but I caught the tail. And as he was, as soon as he finished his statements, and he had... He then passed it on to three other guys, including Mike Pence, to, you know, issue a little polite statement about how wonderful he is. Basically, a little uh, little fellatio for the president, you know, with words mm. right there on the mic. And then after that was done, uh, he just kind of like um, waved to the press corps and then exited. Huh. And Mike Pence was like right behind him, like, uh, are you are you are you done? What, what, what's going on? You know, with that look on his face, like you're you're just gonna walk out. And yeah. then he looked at him, said something like, "No, you got this." And then Trump leaves, closes the door, and then Mike Pence goes back over to the desk. That you know, that's those aren't words that were actually relayed on this. And then right after that, of course, the stream cut. But I'm just looking at, like, what kind of change in the guards going on here? Okay, so you're just a mouthpiece, and you're letting the actual running of the government go to everyone else. Which we did state was probably going to be what was happening. Mm. But just every now and then, you really ought to watch all the way to the credits. You know? You never know what kind of Easter egg you're going to find. Actually, this may play into... Um, why Ivanka has the position she has now. What exactly is that position? Because she was going to be a volunteer. 
a government employee, she's actually going to have a, 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 a government position. Yeah. However, from what I, what I have seen in some articles, there is debate whether or not it is a paid position. It may be an unpaid position, but she's an advisor well, to the president. I think initially it was supposed to be a purely voluntary position, but then that led to all sorts of weird issues about whether or not she was an employee and could be then held accountable to the same employee standards. Yeah. Right. So I think that she actually does have to come on and it does have to be a paid position. What she does with that salary, she could just donate it. Like in theory, Donald Trump has said that he was going to do, Mm. but in practice has not done, has not shown any of that. Um, Weird. Well, uh, again, it's, we, it's a thing. we questioned about that. Um, Spicer and some others have said, well, he's not doing it directly. It will be a lump sum that comes out, uh, I think, at the nine-month mark. Oh, at, yeah, at the nine-month mark. Let's oh. just move the goalposts forever. Yeah. I <laughs> am. Mm, I question this with with great reason, I think. Well, we've yeah. kicked it down the road for nine months. and Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. see what happens then. But so back to this executive order, though. Okay. Because um, we we do need to stay on task a little bit, otherwise we're never going to get through these. So, uh, so this is supposed to, of course, promote energy independence and economic growth. Just to remind you about what the topic was. Yeah. Um. So, it is also the policy of the United States, and necessary and appropriate environmental regulations comply within the law are greater benefit of cost. Blah blah blah. So basically, if uh, if it is bad for business, anything that is bad for business is going to be removed. Yep. That is essentially Election. the rule of wrist, as it were, for the Trump administration. If it's bad yes. for business, it's got to go. So well, they're going to slipstream this, this it for everything. With Kushner and his new position, where he is going to try and implement business rules... On the federal government. I'm sure it'll work well. Government is not in the nature of being a business. It's actually antithetical. And and we've and we've talked about that. And should any of our listeners have some other ideas that they'd like us to discuss, you know what? I, I will put it out there. If you have a differing opinion that you really support government operating as a business I would like you to email me at O'ReillyRadio, O-R-L-Y-R-A-D-I-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com, and arrange an interview. I want you on this program. I want to talk to you to figure out why you think that. And and really, I'm going to listen, and I want to know the reasons that you actually think that not feel it but think it i want you to have a reasoned argument for that because if it's just a talking point we are going to tear you to shreds with facts so bring you'll facts be my to personal this. goal to make you scream if you don't have facts just bring facts it it has to be a reasoned argument it can't be a talking point and if you try to gish gallop us all over the place or shotgun approach with all sorts of different things we're not going to stand for that and we're going to keep you on task no one question at a time so but that's that's that. You know, that is an open thing. If you have one of these statements, one of these ideologies that you you hold as truth that you know that we do not, 
I want to discuss this with you. Bring it on, please. Okay? That's that's an important conversation to have, and I will give you this forum to do that with. Okay? So that's out there for everyone. Um, so the second, if I may? Yeah. Please carry on, the, yes. Now that I've the, thrown the executive gauntlet. order has a lot of meat in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, uh, section four, uh, basically states... We're going to do away with this rule. Um, it says it in about four paragraphs, but it's getting rid of uh, Section 4B. Section applies the following final or proposed rules. The final rule entitled Carbon Pollution Emission Guidelines for Existing Stationary Sources, Electric Utility and Generating Plants or Units. Mm. Uh, rule entitled Standards of Performance for Greenhouse Gas Emissions from New, Modified, or Reconstruction Reconstructed stationary sources, electrical utility generating units, and federal plan requirements for greenhouse gas emissions from electric utility generating units constructed on or before January 8th, 2014. <clears throat> so that one's uh, uh, a nice uh, little handy for the power generation groups out there. Yeah, because uh, they don't have to refit. Section 5, same thing, getting, more, getting rid of more rules. That applies to technical support documents, social cost of carbon for regulatory impact analysis. That's an executive order. It's rescinding technical update for the social cost of carbon for regulatory impact analysis. Uh, Update for the social cost of carbon. (laughs) Good Lord, they're all named the same. It's it's 2013 and 2015. Addendum to the... technical support documents for social cost of carbon application of the methodology to estimate the social cost of methane and social cost of nitrous oxide and for regu- another regulatory impact analysis in 2016 a t- wait so a technical update to these analysis so are they rewriting the analyses no they're they're um I mean, just I'm just thinking. It's like, wait, now, how is this stating it here? Because it, it the states- statement is the interagency working group on social costs of greenhouse gases, which was convened by the Council of Economic Advisors and the OMB director, shall be disbanded, and the following documents issued by the IWG shall be withdrawn as no longer representative of government policy. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was not following that. Okay. Yep. So, and, and it keeps this going. is removing all of the scientific evidence that existed for these mm-hmm. policies. It's just stripping yep. them out and disbanding the entire directorate for that. Yeah, that's section five, getting rid of all of the the science and uh, uh, regulatory documentation. Uh, way. Section 6 is the Federal Land Coal Leasing Moratorium. It's getting rid of that moratorium, so that's the coal thing people were talking about. Right. Section 7 is, again, in regards to regulations. Uh, so, Oil Secretary of Interior shall review the following rules. Blah, blah, blah. This, uh, yeah, this one is, is where they're going to allow drilling for new oil and gas reserves on federal land. Yeah, hydraulic fracking. Yeah. Um, Holy crap! Oh yeah, this is a this is a disastrous order. Right yeah. Here. Section eight is the so the Michael Moore saying that Trump just signed the the environment's death warrant. This is that thing. 
This is that. This thing. is that thing. Yeah. This is that thing. Yeah. Okay. I predicted this a while back. Oh, it was. This yeah. was one of his promises. This is I, one I, of I his think, campaign promises, of course. I think you mentioned this back in the September episode. Oh, that that this is what he was going to do. Yeah. 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 That this has yeah. been on our radar for a while. However, now actually seeing it put into into effect. effect is staggering. Breathtaking. Uh, The Secretary of the Interior shall review the following final rules, and any rules and guidance issued pursuant to them for consistency with the policy set forth in Section 1 of this order. So basically, if it's bad for business, you you have to do something about it. You have to axe it. Right. Yep. So, if appropriate, shall, as soon as practical, suspend, revise, or rescind the guidance, or publish for notice and comment proposed rules spending, uh, no, rules suspending, revising, rescinding those rules. Um, those rules being, at least in this section, oil and grass hydraulic frac- fracturing on federal and, and Indian lands. And yeah, Indian lands, Yes. Yes. The final rule entitled Oil and Gas Hydraulic Fracturing on Federal and Indian Lands. Oh, uh, yeah, no. uh, that's Registry 16128, March 26, 2015. The final rule entitled General Provisions and Non-Federal Oil and Gas Rights. So that's giving the mineral and gas rights to companies on federal land for probably pennies on the dollar. If that. Maybe free. Maybe nothing. Uh, the final rule entitled Management of Non-Federal Oil and Gas Rights, uh, again, continuing that. And the final rule entitled, oh, get this, Waste Prevention. Mm. Production subject to royalties and resource conservation. That's pollution, folks. Yeah. That's pollution. So my, my stock tips from this are invest in land. First of all, because we're gonna we're gonna ruin the environment, and Florida, well, the Southeast and Texas are gonna be mostly underwater, and that's a lot of people who are gonna have to move north and west. So, uh, land is Colorado gonna be, sounds good. Colorado sounds good. Yeah, land's gonna be increasing in value. Because there will actively be less of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, pro tip: <laughs> if you have enough money to invest in property over in Canada, while whilst a U.S. citizen, do so. Because if you actually hold that property long enough, you can use that for your application to move to Canada. That is a pro tip. That is a pro tip right there. I like that tip. Just the tip. <laughs> Just the tip. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, invest in. Um, oh, we have to add. We have to add a section to our picks. Just the tip. So any tips and tricks. Make, <laughs> <laughs> people who make filter masks. So those are going to be good businesses to invest in because oh, you're yeah. going to want to be able to breathe, and also water filters. Perry air. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I'll definitely say invest in sunscreen. Don't forget the sunscreen. Um, it's going to be vital. So, yeah. 
as everything is going to go to hell you'll in the handbasket. Change what you wear to where it covers as much of your body as possible. You'll wear hats. Um, hats are going to be good. Um, also, you <laughs> the know, more tinfoil, the better. Uh, you're going to probably want to invest in um, fabrics and learn to make robes. They, they breathe well and cover a lot. With a loose weave that doesn't let light through, but lets air go through, too. That way, yeah. you continue to... Anyway, yeah. Well, if only um, there were a society on Earth that already had such things, and we could learn from them. <laughs> There's a number of those. <laughs> there are a number uh, of those. Yeah, we, we've kind of got that pro, under wraps. We could do that. Tip for for the, the, the post-Trump apocalypse, um, <laughs> seek out your lo- local SCA. Uh, Society of Creative oh Anachronism. They'll teach you the old ways of doing a number of things. And tune in for my next podcast, Survival in the Wasteland. <laughs> Wasteland Survival Guide. I'm a, I oh. Was, okay. I might actually do some how-to videos. <laughs> yeah, well, a, a friend of mine, Tucker Drake, from uh, many podcasts, uh, he, has, he has another uh, blog and sometimes podcast called Bootstrapping the Planet. Okay. Um, it's right in line with my kind of can we fix it kind of vibe. So, uh, yeah, it's going to become really important, <laughs> I think, to kind of think about these things. N- now, I don't want to be so doom and gloom. So, hang on. Let's. We, we can see all the downsides because we're obviously um, crazy hippie liberal bastards or whatever here. Okay. So just let's or we read history. Let's one or the other. One <laughs> yeah. or the other is going to be true. Uh, educated by science. Damn it. Uh... Stop. 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 I'm I'm trying to illustrate that we know our biases and that we're trying to be nice here. Okay. So no, 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 no. Hang no. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. A- Amber's not here. I don't have to be nice. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Why do you have to be nice when Amber's here? I'm... Uh, because she already delights in tearing away my soul, so <laughs> ah, that's why it's self-defense for your soul. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we're we're gonna take some soul here. I'm I'm sure. Oh, but yeah. okay. Here's here's the deal. Okay, so a a Trump supporter, one on of that ideology, uh, they see this as a good thing. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why do they see it as a good thing? You know, it's the war on drugs all over again. But um, no, 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 no. That's that's a that's a big no. There's way too much to unpack in just that one sentence that you said. No, we're not going no. to the war on drugs for this. No, that that that's the next executive order. Um, <laughs> but I'm crying. Okay. No, the to to put myself in that headspace, I have to turn the number of things off. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you just need to read section six of this. But <laughs> the reason why this is good mm. is it allows for the a greater creation of jobs. There will be more energy jobs, which are good-paying jobs. And if we can drill uh, and oh. frack on federal lands, that means there's going to be a lot more of them. So you were still on the previous have, one. Got it. Yeah. Also, if we're going to, you know, yeah, we're we're still on energy independence. We have yeah. not moved on okay. to the next one. No. Um, this is yeah. no. This yeah. is this, only the second one this week. The, the 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 second one for the week. It's it's a job creator. 
a job that's a job creator and energy independence. That's that's how yes. it's being framed. Yeah, that that we're no longer dependent on foreign oil or foreign energy. So we were already headed that direction, though. We already have gas stockpiles. We're we're we actually export as yeah, but, much gas but, as we would import from anyone else. How we are not energy independent is just a spin talking point. Oh, well, I'm sorry, I'm I'm on the wrong side again. <laughs> I was trying I was trying to we, have sympathy for the we devil. We still need uh, to import um, some of our energy sources. That's still a thing that that we're not truly energy independent yet. I don't, you know, but I'm not even that sure that we really do. Not through coal, and it's not through extracting oil from the ground. The way that we get there is through continued pushes on solar and wind energy. Well, here, here's yeah. my here's my question, David. Yes, independent. Here's here's my question. We export coal. We mm-hmm. export oil. Yep. Those are are basically the two big energy production vehicles that we have that are a commodity. That are a commodity. Yes. And yet we also we, import the same damn things. We need to have someone with enough brain cells to rub together to see that um, whatever country holds the most... Uh, the most production of wind and solar energy is going to rule the energy future. Well, that's because, because they, they're not to going to need to them anyone. to import all the equipment. If we're going to honor their patents and the corporations that are formed to get that energy production out there into the world. Well, I, that, I don't, that, I don't know solution. about that. I don't actually, I don't, I don't think that's the case because this is, Energy creation, mm-hmm. especially from from wind mm-hmm. and from hydroelectric, this is a known technology that's been around for an awfully long time. As far as patents and innovation, yeah, there's a few here and there, but in reality, those are those are all in the private enterprise. You know, so yeah. capitalism, boom, yay, waha, woohoo. Well, you capitalism know, like, finally took off because we had Tony Stark show up on the scene and show it, us that it could be done. It well, just him. No, it was not just him. There, it was there, not just him. there Cap- have been Cap- other players that have been in there for a long, long no, time. Cap- and actually, has been around. Um, need innovations have come from it. What I want to bring up is uh, an oil man, T. Boone Pickens, who has invested oh. heavily yeah. in, in wind. Um, yeah. he, he is a hardcore believer in wind turbines. And has been pushing better and better turbine technology, um, especially in places like Oklahoma. Yeah, because um, it's big, mostly flat, and you know, plenty of of wind. You know, that's it's the thing just too. developing stuff that can handle shearing forces when you have you know tornadoes. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. The single the single pole wind generators are amazing. They're great. I think those are going to be. And, and we're be seeing, but the thing is, those are innovation on only good wave generation. Yeah, wave power, which is great because that's delightfully okay. passive and that's, it gets you all the money. That's great and all, but you guys are focused, obviously, on this renewable energy thing. I mean, come on, I'm talking about coal and I'm talking about oil here. All right, now that's cool and all, but it's not going to create as many jobs. No, 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 no. What I'm really talking about 
is yeah. that we export those things and yet we also import those things. And if I we stop why we import. But that's not why we import. No, I can explain why we import. We import partly due to uh, foreign and trade policy. Because we have to, because it was a deal? Yeah. Okay, so Mr. Art of the Deal, really all he would have to do, if he wants to have energy independence, is to just have the companies that actually create, that dig up the coal, and suck out the oil from America, and sell it in America. But it's I mean, isn't he all about isolationism anyway? So energy independence yeah, but that, done. But but that but that is putting the government regulation on private enterprise, which is also anathema to Trump. But it isn't. It's giving them the opportunity. No, because you're you're you are regulating who they're doing business with and who they send that coil. Coal but you but you just said to. but you just said that we're buying from other countries because of trade policy deals. But we're also dealing with multinationals, which part of the reason that we're importing is on the corporate level as well. But isn't that because of a government regulation deal? So one way or the other, so one way or the other, though, it's a government deal that's regulating, that's forcing people's hands, whether it be through incentives or whatnot. But it still ends up being a government regulated deal. So if Mr. Art of the Deal, you know, I'm giving, I'm trying to give them credit. I'm trying to say, okay, you want to be energy independent. You want to make a better deal. Here's the better deal to make. Don't buy from overseas. Right. Don't ship things from the U.S. that you're already pulling out. cheaper? Don't make it, don't let it be cheaper. Because the only reason it's probably cheaper is because of a government subsidy somewhere. Because if it's if it's homegrown, Possibly. you don't have to have the the transit. Because I mean, well, this stuff is heavy. Well, it's coming from places that don't have OSHA or um, well, well, where he's getting rid know, of the government like regulations. The, the other thing, on essentially <laughs> slave labor. <laughs> we also have less oil refineries. We're good at extracting. We're not really good at refining. Uh that is true. Well, that can be fixed. <laughs> well, but that would, be, but we would called for. Well, that's because it hasn't been a deal. Private in- enterprise, um, because re- refineries. It is not the private enterprises' self-interest to develop more refineries and yeah. reduce the cost of their product. Yeah. That that's part of the reason why we import is we don't refine when it comes to oil. Okay, um, so we're exporting crude, and sometimes yeah. very crude because of the shale fracking. Yeah. And, and we're importing and gas. we're importing stuff that's already been completely Fine. refined and down and and nice, yeah. which also exports the the off gassing and the terrible environmental effects from doing that refinement. Yeah. So all of that is happening. It's going into the environment, not here, but yeah. uh, by the way, if it happens on Our Earth, numbers, we're still affected. We're padding. We're padding our stats. Yeah, so it's just shifting the 
shifting the players on the field to another country and then bringing them back the yeah and relatively cheap yeah but in in the process of doing that you're also expelling Bring more <laughs> it, it's it's terrible for the environment it's absolutely terrible for the environment every step of this is terrible for the environment that we breathe that we drink that we eat from you know fracking okay. kills people yeah fracking is is bad there's lots of examples of that you know that's that's just a known thing so Okay, I, I don't have any other arguments there, and we can go back to this. Okay, so that one's just uh, pretty darn bad, pretty bleak. Um, and that's just the second one. That was March 28th. Uh, presidential now we have exec- a... Yeah. So on the next day, Presidential this Executive one... Order Establishing the President's Commission on Combating Drug Addiction and the Opioid Crisis. This now, is the war on drugs re- redux. Actually, yeah. I, I've read through this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your take? Uh, my take is this is not going to get anything done. But it looks really good. Well, the war on drugs didn't get anything done, but it worked really well, good. Well, well th- what <laughs> all this is doing is creating a commission uh-huh. to study drug addiction and the opioid crisis and then um, make Mem- a recommendation after 90 days of their forming, their official forming. They make their interim recommendation. Uh, by the time they make their final recommendation, unless it is behooved of as necessary by the president, uh, this commission will be terminated 30 days after that point. Um, unless, unless he extends extended. the commission. So this is really just, hey, we have a crisis. Let's get one of those blue ribbon panels together and get some recommendations. And what this actually does is practically nothing. Um, oh, it's less than it, nothing. It it makes a great show. Yeah, especially when they come out with, uh, we really liked Duterte's plan over in the Philippines, oh. and we want to try that here. Well, oh. no, this is more, they're trying to actually... Do some analysis on um, how the federal government has been responding to drug addiction and the opioid crisis. Um, they're also looking at th- these are buzzwords: uh, availability and accessibility of drug addiction treatment services and overdose reversal throughout the country, and identify areas that are underserved. Um, I will which be. I can- dramatically surprised like there will be emotion on my face if this actually does anything my take it can be but my take is here in section 3 membership of the commission A. the commission shall be composed of members designated or appointed by the president yeah okay I'm seeing this as a clubhouse that he's creating now, where people, I, think that's too I know sinister. it may be too sinister, but I'm putting it out there as a prediction. We'll see who ends up on the commission. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm just following the money. Some of his donors, say Betsy DeVos, ended up with a cush gig from donating lots of money to his campaign. Again, and section I, seven I, sort of limits this. It. 
does and Unless it doesn't. Unless the chair provides written notice to the president that an extension is necessary or the president extends it. And uh, yeah, but- most of the people, I'm not talking about a job that's going to like provide and provide and provide for people. No, this is a resume point. This is a, I was on the uh, National Drug Commission, blah, 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 blah. I was the chair of that commission. I, I I'm an important person in the, in the see, giant echelon of all this. I see this in a similar vein as Andy in that I kind of look at this as a an extension of his Mar-a-Lago gig yeah. where he's visiting his own facilities are, are, and are charging the federal lot. government for yeah. his own visits to his facilities and also drumming up a lot of business for his own facilities because you could go there and see the president. Um, yeah, I think I think this is uh, four favors. I, I have every faith that he's able to turn this into both a poison and a, an exploitation point where it's like, all right, the private prisons have a really good gig going on. How do we get in? Yeah, no, because members I, I, of the commission shall serve without any additional compensation for their work on the commission. So this is just a prestige gig. You know, they don't get anything out of this other than out of the kindness of their hearts, they get to try and make things better for the nation. And, and if I, any of them happen to be leading up I'm an sure, organization yeah. which treats drug addiction... Maybe they can get thrown a lot of bones from the federal government to keep doing what they're doing. Right. Maybe uh, somebody from Narconon, which, by the way, is a Scientology outlet. Yeah, you know, things like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't think... I'm yeah. sorry, Dan. Yeah. Did, did you not know that Narconon I, I, is, I, I, was founded I, by Mr. Dianetics himself, L. Ron Hubbard? I did not know that. To that get was, people that, clean. That was even a Narcanon. To get yeah, people clean. That. Yeah. That whole cleansing thing that they have to do. Yeah, that's straight up Scientology. Getting you clear. Yeah. And it kills people, but, too. <laughs> it's bad. Anyway. But I think at putting it in more moderate, I look at things. Okay, yeah. I what, think, what's, what's, what's your take? Go ahead. Uh, again, this is a way to have something positive. For uh, the press to cover. Also, notice this wasn't on Friday. This wasn't on Garbage Day. True. This was something. This is something positive that the press could cover. Also, continuing on with commission, if they actually come up with reasonable solutions or even recommendations, this is a win. There's got to be somebody in that administration. That is trying to look for positive gains, especially after all this negative press. And this may be their pet project. If, if anything, very well this could is be. the the title of it is lip service. I feel, and I feel like what they're going to do is they push out this thing. It sounds really good. They meet for 90 days. They release recommendations. It's a, it's a positive spin news article, but they're going to exploit this. They're yeah. looking for something to exploit. I, 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 no, they're not going to exploit this. That has this. been the MO of this, of this president. No, they, they, they're is they're to not going to exploit every this feature 
of the presidency okay, David, to hang on. for personal gain. Okay, David, hang on. How on. can they get away with... Wait, let me rephrase. Go ahead, Daniel. How can they not exploit this? Because they're already deciding on cutting funding to the very thing that this commission is supposed to recommend funding for. So Did you just forget everything that happened this past week? Well, no. All they, we, have to, we, all they have to do is verify that it's a great idea to go ahead and cut that program, which justifies and vindicates everything that, that the other thing is doing. Well, they're not going to – this commission is not going to say cut pr- – because even in Are this, you this sure? executive, even in this executive order, it's looking at places that are underserved. Right for private the, enterprise. The most, the most that's going to come of this, and, and again, Occam's razor. Okay. The most that's going to come out of this is there's going to be a couple oppressors. It's going to look good. They're going to make their recommendations, and then nothing's going to get done. This commission can put out everything positive that they can. They can put a, a positive mm-hmm. press and even a guideline. But since the MO for the Republican Party when it comes to anything in health is cut it or, hi, we're going to put it all into private hands and can you afford to, to send your addict to treatment? No, then have them die. It's but not in, about but exploitation. In more pleasant words. It's about a good bit of press. Remember, everything is about laziness with this group. Okay, that's why they couldn't even get their thing through. Is they didn't know how to shake hands and press things through because they didn't have the will. All well, right. Well, yeah, but this this is creating another group. It's it can be creating a fall guy group. I, I think it's less you of know? a fall guy and more of a. Okay, we got some positive press here. I would, I would say it's probably a no-lose situation for them. You know, it doesn't matter what they do with it, as long as it looks like they're doing something. I'm yeah, totally, I'm totally like with you on that. But I think like that something. It looks like it's something positive. It looks like the president's actually serious about mm-hmm. tackling this thing that's starting to affect white people. Um, and they come to him with a recommendation after 90 days. They'll probably come up with a final recommendation 60 days after that, and then it's done. I will be very interested to see who ends up on the commission. That's fair. And from that, I will be able to say more. I'm very interested to see how how quickly they spin this into we need more police on the streets and we need more arrests and we need more people in jail. That is – yeah – I'm with you. It, it could definitely be any of those things. And, I, I think and, that and comes hang on, out hang on. less from this. I'm not trying to be just anti-Trump. I'm really seriously not. But the war on drugs has a history of being entirely flawed and used for purposes other than fighting drugs. Oh, it was wildly lucrative. Yeah. So wildly lucrative. I am skeptical based on historical values for things around this. But to put it in, in current perspective, one of the reasons that this is even happening mm-hmm. is because this has become a crisis in the Northeast. This isn't affecting your just your inner cities anymore. This is affecting white suburbs 
in Massachusetts, Connecticut, mm-hmm. Vermont. That's where this is happening now. Yeah, it's uh, not just Trump. people who are poor. This is ha- affecting middle class whites, upper middle class whites, and upper class whites. Yeah, and they're this all. This is a go racial issue, and that's part of the reason why this is being put forward is to assure those white people we're actually going to do something about it without having to do anything about it. Well, you know, if if I was on this commission, which of course I'm obviously not going to be on this commission, uh, I would focus on, well, where can they obtain opioids? Where are those coming from? Well, perhaps it's prescription drugs and the abuse thereof. And, oh, perhaps healthcare could actually help that. Oops. We're getting rid of all that. Well, but anyway, move along. I, th- I think we've we've spent enough time yeah. on, on this red herring, I think. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I, I have full trust I, and faith in, in Trump's ability to turn this into poison for the rest of us. I'm sure he can, but I think that it'll almost be done as an afterthought. Like... Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring in people and we're gonna talk about the about the drug crisis and we're gonna work on that. Who can I get to do that? Oh yeah, there was somebody at my dinner that other oh. night that was saying that that was one of their projects and they donated a lot of money. I can talk to them and maybe they'll be very interested in doing this and it'll be a fantastic idea. They're very smart people. Do you Guys? see where I'm going with that idea? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, heads up, the next one. This is the... They've moved it. I clicked the link. The presidential executive order regarding the omnibus report on significant trade deficit? Yeah, I just clicked the link. Thank you for your interest in this subject. Stay tuned as we update the whitehouse.gov. Oh. It got moved. everything gone? Okay, hang on. So go back to... Succession within Department of Justice? Is that the one you yeah. said? No, it's it's the one below that. It's the omnibus. Hmm. It 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 not there anymore. Omnibus report on trade deficits. Yeah. Now, to put things in the conspiratorial hat, putting on my own tinfoil one, which I have yet to possess because it's a creative project for later. Mm-hmm. Um is that Trump's supposed to be meeting with the, the president of China soon. Yeah, at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. And, you know, a trade deficit thing, which he's already been sort of, you know, really needling China. Having this disappear is rather convenient. They, yeah, even when you... Navigate through the site and try to click the yeah, link. It's, the, it's broken. The, it's broken link. Okay, so let's move along then. Um, so so far we've gone through three, and we can't do the, num- the number four there. So we have two left, and they were also from today, garbage day. Yay, garbage so day. the presidential executive order on providing an order of succession within the Department of Justice. You know, on on the surface, that sounds like something that should have happened. Why it's coming out of the executive office and through an executive order doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Don't they have a flowchart of where the pecking order is? Also, one of the things that's been noted uh, by 
the Associated Press as of late is mm-hmm. there's a ton of vacancies that still have yet to be filled in a lot of departmental agencies, mm-hmm. and especially within the Department of Justice. Yeah. Well, I don't. So think this I'll... actually, I'm already yeah. going in with trepidation. Okay. So. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so by the authority vested in me as president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including the Federal Vacancies Reform Act of 1998, is hereby ordered. Uh, Order of succession subject to the provision of Section 2 of this order, the following officers in the order listed shall act as and perform the functions and duties of the Office of Attorney General during any period in which the Attorney General or Deputy Attorney General, the Associate Attorney General, and any officers designated by the Attorney General pursuant to uh, 28 U.S.C. 508 to act as Attorney General have died, resigned, or otherwise become unable to perform their function and duties. Okay, so there's the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia, the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of North Carolina, and the United States Attorney for the Northern District of Texas. Guys, I, I just had a logical leap here, and I'm terrified. Are all of those red states? Uh, guys? What's up? Um, he's already been very anti the, the, the judicial branch. Yeah. A number of his staff within the judiciary are already under fire. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So if a bunch of those people are forced to resign, Sessions, his deputy director, etc., mm-hmm. or cannot perform the duties due to them recusing themselves... It then falls to the next person, the next person, the next person. And then it falls the to the The order of succession. Yeah. I am dreading this. So, okay, so hang on. Well, Eastern District of Virginia is Circuit Court 4. U.S. Circuit Court 4. Um, so that's the D.C. Circuit, the Federal Circuit, and the Supreme Court are technically in in that area. Uh, that's West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Wait. Virginia and North Carolina are both in the same district. They're in the same... The same circuit but court. Getting, but we're getting the specific uh, state's attorney's office. Yeah, these are the state attorneys. District. Yeah. This is weird. This is a rabbit hole because... You go down and it says revocation of executive order 13775 of February 9th, 2017. You go to that one, the order of secession is East District of Virginia, Northern District of Illinois, and Western District of Missouri. And then you go down on that one. So this has happened before. Yeah. Which this is, is them cherry picking. In section three of that, other the one that was revoked is, uh, is revocation of executive order 13762 of January 13, 2017. This, this is an executive cherry pick. This happens. That what, what you just found there is something that we were unaware of that happens every presidency. They go through, 
and they change the line of succession within to cherry pick to, to cherry districts. pick the the districts with the attorney generals which are on their side. Mm. And it looks like it happens every administration, and we were just blissfully unaware of it. I'm sick now. Little bits of your soul, taking it. No, th- th- this is <laughs> this is stomach upset. This is less soul, just pure yeah. physical pain. So, this is uh, this is looking beneath the beneath the, the kilt, and seeing what's going on. I'm gonna do a search here. Order secession. A little ugly there. A little ugly under the, under the kilt uh, today. So say So that's that's interesting. So it's not the circuit court. It's it's literally the the state's Attorney's attorney office. general. Yeah. yeah, the the state's attorneys. Interesting. Okay, so trying to see if other presidents have done this. Well, you you were showing that it had the revocation of the previous executive order, which is which had changed the same kind of uh, pecking order. January 13-1. Uh, the January 13-1 was from Barack Obama, uh-huh. which killed Executive Order 13557 of 2010. So... Of 2010, that's still within his presidency. So he changed his mind. November 4th. Oh, no, wait. On 2010. Okay, so that was an election. So the state's attorneys changed. And that that executive order from Obama uh, from 2010 revoked executive thir- order 13481 of December 9th, 2008. So, yeah, this is just changing so who the favorites are. Changing of the guard. Yeah, that's all that is. So every time that that the list changes, they get to choose it again, and then because of executive privilege, they make another executive order. The one from 2008 2008 was George W. Bush. Um, Interesting. Okay. And that revoked the one from... Where was it? 2006... Wait, this yeah, order supersedes the president's memorandum for the Attorney General of December 8, 2006. So I guess maybe it was done through memorandum before? It'd be yeah, quite possibly. from memorandum to order. Yeah. Yeah. That's Because a lot, that's a lot of things enough. shifted under W. Remember, that was a, 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 a time grab. of grabbing executive power. Yeah, they, they let him. Okay, so we've learned... We've learned a thing or three just now. Yeah. yeah. We didn't necessarily want or need to know. Well, I guess we need to know it. Need to know. That's you an, should know that's how an your government thing. works, folks. That's an interesting yeah. thing, and, and this is definitely one of those things that... How else are you going to find out? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> Until he put school. in three executive orders in three months. Yeah. <laughs> in Well, three in, three in one day. Yeah, so... And it was on garbage day. It was on garbage day. So that's, yeah, that was taken out the trash. Okay, so the last one, and then we'll move on to science, thankfully. Presidential executive order on establishing enhanced collection and enforcement of anti-dumping and countervailing duties and violations of trade and customs law. Oh, boy. So this, this was the big one. 
this was the one that he was getting all the accolades and, you know, it had other people there to, to help him promote. It was definitely not the other one with the attorney generals. So, no. so this was, this is his trade policy thing. Making better deals. Getting out of this, getting out of that. So, okay. Let's see. What does it say? Section 1, policy importers that unlawfully evade anti-dumping and countervailing duties expose United States employers to unfair competition and deprive the federal government of lawful revenue. So... And then a little bit more as to why. So definitions for the purpose of this order, the term importer has the meaning given in section blah, blah, blah of the United States Code. The term covered importer means any importer or article subject to anti-dumping countervailing duties. And let me look up countervailing duties because that's one of those. What is this? Okay, noun, an import tax imposed on certain goods in order to prevent dumping or counter-export subsidies. Okay, and then anti-dumping. Okay, anti-dumping, AD, and countervailing duties. This is from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection page. Dumping occurs when foreign manufacturers sell goods in the United States less than fair value, causing injury to the U.S. industry. Anti-dumping cases are company-specific, their duties are calculated to bridge the gap back to a fair market value. Uh, countervailing duties cases are established when a foreign government provides assistance and subsidies, such as tax breaks, to manufacturers that export goods to the U.S., enabling the manufacturers to sell the goods cheaper than domestic manufacturer. Countervailing this is anti-China. Duty, countervailing duty cases are country-specific, and duties are calculated to duplicate the value of the subsidy. Okay, so then there's a little bit more information in there. I'm going to take this link, and I'm going to drop it onto this so that you can be also equally informed. Okay, so basically that's that's what this is, is if, if a country is exporting goods to the U.S. and trying to make those goods the best, most most affordable items ever. Think Walmart. Guys, look at Section 5. Okay, scrolling down to Section 5. Go ahead. Priority enforcement. The Attorney General, in consultation with the Secretary of Homeland Security, shall develop recommended prosecution practices and allocate appropriate resources to ensure that federal prosecutors accord a high priority to prosecuting significant offenses related to violations of trade law. Well, that's just streamlining the process. That's just making it faster to, to get through. Because yeah, this, um, is high this is going to be yeah. the shots fired for the trade war. Sure. But as just to, to be clear, again, back at the U.S. Customs Border Protection page, when either of these occur, uh, anti-dumping or the countervailing duties, petitions are filed by U.S. manufacturers or businesses with the International Trade Commission, the ITC, if the ITC finds evidence of injury to the U.S. industry, then the Department of Commerce does an investigation. If the results are positive, 
the uh, Customs Border Patrol withholds liquidation of entries and collects uh, duties on those. The entries are not liquidated until the Department of Commerce instructs the... Man, there are way too many acronyms in here. Why don't they just spell it out? <laughs> um, Customs Border Patrol headquarters to do so for information. And then there's a C- CBP, Customs Border Patrol.gov page, uh, if you want instructions on all that. So they're removing the ITC and the Department of Commerce. from this and putting it on customs and border protection to and raise it security. to raise it with the homeland security and the attorney general's office i think that's what that's intending because all of that the ITC's hands yeah because all of that is that's paperwork that has to be done and then the department of commerce has to do an investigation yeah Are they just going to say, no investigation necessary, there's a complaint, therefore you're going to be fined, and etc.? We'll see how this plays out. Yeah. So this this may be lip service that may be practically unenforceable. Or it is completely intended to create an international incident. This is by (laughs) far the most governmenting thing they've done. I think that I've seen so far. <laughs> no, they've governmented in other things. It's just this one. This one, they reached peak government. <laughs> well, I don't know about peak. <laughs> I don't know about peak government. I mean, come on, that's that's really that's really a high bar. Generally, they're point. they're concerned with tearing everything down. This is this is building something new. Well, not really, not really. It's it's cutting a couple it's agencies tweaking. out. Yeah, tweaking. It's tweaking the flow uh, and and reversing certain things. Um, he's going to put his thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Yeah. Yeah. It's your from an epiphan yet, Bubba. Oh, of course. I'm sorry. I must have misspoke. <laughs> so, implementation plan development within 90 days of the date of this order, the Secretary of Homeland Security shall, in consultation with the Secretary of the Treasury and the Secretary of Commerce and the United States Trade Representative, develop a plan. They don't have a plan, guys. They do not have a plan for this. There's no implementation plan yet that would require covered importers uh, that would require covered importers that, based on a risk assessment conducted by the Customs and Border Patrol, so they're still in it, pose a risk to revenue of the United States to provide security for anti-dumping and countervailing duty liability through bonds and other legal measures. Oh, can a bond? Is this something that we could potentially build here? Yes. No, and you're no. you're in. That has nothing to do with it. Violation. This is not going to prevent. This is not going to prevent a thing. What this is going to do is, it will essentially the the companies that are going to be continuing to export to the United States are going to have to put up like a million dollar bond on every order that sh- that comes across or something like that, and then. It's, it, it could be graft. It really could be. You know, and then if if found that you are guilty of a countervailing thing, then that bond would be cashed. And then the goods would go through sale. 
I, I think that as... I think that's how that's going to run. I think this is the implementation of his foreign policy saying that he's going to bring jobs back to America. And the way that he's going to do that is by slitting the throats of importers. <laughs> well, there may be some of that. Yes, the docks uh-huh. will run red. <laughs> the streets will run red uh. with the blood of people who have exported factory positions to other countries. Uh. Which I, I think I think it's right here. Long term sort of fits into the goal that he has in mind as far as bringing jobs back to this country but short term is going to be really bad. I don't I don't think it's going to do a darn thing. I really don't no, because all they'll because do is pony up money and insure it. can just move the money around. It's just going to be insured. That's all it is. There's go- mm. this there will be an insurance company that will provide a bond yeah. for the customs border patrol thing to expedite the process of making sure that the goods go to sale. Because it says, to provide security for anti-dumping and countervailing duty liability through bonds and other legal measures and would identify other appropriate enforcement measures. So I I think all of this is just going to be the you need to pay up to level the playing field because what you did was a little bit too low. And that's going to be be, straight-up extortion. Yes, and one of his friends is going to make a lot of money. Yes. Because money will be traded hands. Yeah. Well, you're talking about yeah. bonds and insurance. Yeah, I, that's that's what I think this is. So somebody's going to be making a lot of money, making sure that those bonds get through, mm-hmm. and they're already a friend of the president, so yeah, I'm the, your preferred agent. Yeah. There, there may well be a um, animal farm aspect to this. Of you should use the right insurance agency. There to may be insure only, your product because if you don't, there may be it's only probably just going to get dumped until that agency's oh. out of business. Oh, oh, yeah. But I think there or may there might only be, be slowed. There might only be certain agencies that are big enough to do it anyway. Maybe like Lloyd's of London, you know, and then certain which they're moving. They're leaving London because of yeah. Brexit. Yeah, no, they're actually they've already made plans to uh, move businesses over to Ireland and Germany. Oh, fun! Wow. Oh, fun. Yeah, um, that Brexit thing—that's not going to be anything, right? <laughs> no, okay. they were already looking at oh, uh, places over in Ireland. They're in talks about buying a uh, building over in Dublin that can handle ten thousand people. Oh, ten thousand? Yeah, I didn't know Lloyd's London was that big. In, I guess, of in, course, it would be. Why wouldn't it? That's not a building. That's a campus. That well, is campus. If you've been yeah. to downtown London, the the actual London, the financial district, mm-hmm. are they it, just it, moving London over? It's, <laughs> a number, it's just just a, a series of massive high rises that are dedicated to specific financial institutions. Hmm. Uh, and guys, having having been there, like when I was there, there was practically no traffic, and any cars that I saw were high end. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that's because there's a there's a tax on any vehicle entering London. 
Well, the thing that's the funny thing. There's London, and then there's Greater London. London is actually just a financial district. <laughs> well, I'm it, serious. It, it must be that's greater actual London. London. Wow, that makes sense. Okay, so hang on back to this because as we continue down the rabbit hole, to yeah. ensure the timely and efficient enforcement of laws protecting intellectual property rights. Oh. Yeah, the holders of those intellectual property rights. From the importation or counterfeiting of goods, the Secretary of the Treasury and the Secretary of Homeland Security shall take all appropriate steps, including rulemaking if necessary, to ensure that the Customs Border Patrol, CBP, for anyone that's following the acronyms, is consistent with law, shares, uh, share with rights holders. Any information necessary to determine whether there has been an IPR infringement or violation. This also goes into play with how he's how they've gotten rid of um, a lot of the internet security protections you know, and um, being able to, for ISPs to sell your information. You know what this does? It, it's a shot fired at China like you said? No, this, this is anti, this is anti counterfeit. This is a shot fired at the lower and middle class because all uh, if they make it hard to import things from China or places where we get a ton of goods, it's going to raise the costs of everything, and you're going to bleed out at the markets, and that's all going to go into larger corporations. And directly into the hands of the boards of directors. Yeah, but isn't this actually putting the pinch on Walmart, who was a major contributor? They're just going to raise the prices on the shelf. Walmart will just pass pass the non savings down to us, the consumer. I mean, that's that's how that works. It doesn't hurt the companies. It always hurts the consumer. Always. Or the employee. The employee is the consumer in many cases. Yeah. They work especially at a, with Walmart. They're, they're just going to be less able to afford the goods that they're selling, mm-hmm. but their wages aren't going to change. Just the price of everything that they have to buy, right? Because there's not going to be any more profit going into the company because the goods themselves have gone up. So just because, because the prices are going up, they can't spread that money back into the workforce either. Because they're throttling it at the source of all the products, it's going right. to affect everyone. Yeah. Walmart, Target, Eckerd, CVS, nobody will be immune from this. Which market were you saying, Daniel? Produce. We we import so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think that, again, that would only be affected if for some reason they found that the, the prices were not equitable of the goods that were coming in. All they have to do is simply label that everything coming from China is now subject to increased tariffs because well, of the, their the overall thing. trading policy and their overall monetary policy, which we don't like. Well, right. That's because uh, the anti-dumping is per company. Countervailing duties is by country. Mm-hmm. So AD is, is an individual corporation. CD, country. <laughs> Republican voters in the Midwest who think politics don't affect you, lube up. Politics is everything. You got to pay attention. I'm sorry if it's uncomfortable, Just but lube yeah, up. It's 
I I seen our T-shirt. Politics is everything, and then just one for David that just says lube up. Maybe it's a new hat. I think maybe the front of the shirt says politics is everything, and the back of the shirt says lube up. Lube up can just be (laughs) on the pocket. Or maybe maybe on it's the one sleeve. of those that's just on the sleeve. Yeah, just on the sleeve. <laughs> lube up. <laughs> yep. Uh, bend over, lube up. It's gonna yeah. be <laughs> gonna be a nice American flag, and it just says lube up. Oh wow! One of the stripes. Okay. Or all the stripes. And and again, every single one of these ends with this order is not intended to and does not create any right or benefit substantial or procedural enforceable at law or in equity by any party against the United States, its departments, agencies, entities, its officers, employees, or agents, or any other person. All of them say that. (sighs) Whatever that means. It's meaningless. Well, yeah, but what does that say about the rest of the document? Because if they're going to enforce those as a rule of law, mm-hmm. even though technically it isn't a law. It's, it's a qualifier saying that we're not going to personally benefit from this, even though we totally are. Mm. That's what I read out of it. Yeah, yeah, because th- this order is not intended to and does not create any right or benefit. Mm-hmm. So... Plausible deniability. But it's totally gonna. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is this is trickle up. <laughs> it's definitely yep. going to be trickling up. This, so. this is really long way around the horn. They, they spent time. They spent time yep. figuring out how to how to just grind it in there. Well, not only that, but also to make it sound like it was going to be a good thing. Yeah, because this has this has all the earmarkings of being sellable. This is sellable to the constituents. Yeah, because it's going to stick it to those guys and we're going to get our money back out of them and we're going to make everything even. They're not saying wrote this one. Probably, but I don't think so. Well, this is Reince, I think. I don't think this is Trump. It's not Trump. I will. I will admit that. This is not Trump. This is one of his attorneys, maybe a firm, but it's not him himself because right. this is there's too many details. Like talking well, about this this one and this one and this other executive order, he doesn't read those. He doesn't know what what he's pulling from. I should Pre- say this is not a policy wonk. That's that's been confirmed. Alec wrote this and handed it to Priebus. Uh or Bannon. Because remember, Priebus is kind of not really as important anymore. So anyway, but that's that's well, that's inner office politics here. This yeah, pre yeah, uh, regardless of whether it's Priebus or Bannon, Bannon's more about destruction of the world at large. Um, well, Priebus he, is is it is out of his element because he he effectively acted as a whip, mm-hmm. and now he's in a position where. Most of the people aren't his, and his authority is not respected. Yeah, true. He's not a guy who knows the nitty-gritty of policy, or necessarily the nitty-gritty of law. He was a great but, guy at fundraising, 
and getting people to fall in line. Yes, and that's what they need in order to get the health care law through. So he's proven that he is actually needed. They do need to listen to him, and they do need to pay him some lip service if they want to actually repeal the ACA or replace it in any meaningful way. But he doesn't have the power that he did before. If he was actually still head of the RNC, he's a, he would have been a threat, and the AHCA probably would have passed. But since he's no longer in that position... This executive order is prepayment for services rendered to pass the AHCA the second go-around. I don't know. That's, Potentially. That's an interesting that thought. I don't, is, I don't think so. I think this, is, sta- I think this stands is, very much on he, its own. In order to maintain power of any sort over the RNC... He needs to prove that he can get something through no, no, the no, administration. No, 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 no. no. But this this took time. Okay, yeah. this this yeah, was this was this something that they were talking about back last year, like mid last year. Mm-hmm. This is something that they had planned. This is something that they wanted. This is what they wanted to do because that was his stump speech: was that China is screwing us. Yeah, this is the anti-China screwing us bill. That well, not at, a bill, but as well as order. trade with Mexico. This, 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 yeah, this is a punch to NAFTA. This is a punch to China. Yeah, and I don't think this is a prepayment because, well, no, honestly, this, this the people that a... that he needs is the Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus prefers free trade. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not winning any friends there. He's already told them that if they if, if they didn't get on board, he was going to make sure that they didn't get reelected. If he could. No, the, you know, he's the, he's already he's used up all of his capital with them. And Ryan's been disgraced. Yeah, he doesn't have much capital either. Um No, he's spent it. Yeah. So whatever he had. Okay, so that, but that's besides the point. At at this at this level as our as the constituents out there, those that are Trump supporters and not, this is the follow the money argument. Okay, so China is undercutting our own industries. Sure, we've got words for that. We know that that's happening. Therefore, we have to get money back from China somehow to even the playing field. Great. Sounds wonderful. Where does that money go? Where are these fines going to go? This is either going to be in the private pockets of certain industry leaders, or this will be to government coffers. The U.S. Treasury, because they're they're listed in there. So they're going to be the ones that are cashing the check. So this is not going to help anyone in the country this is going to help build the damn wall you could see bonds that are cashed something come out later that this goes towards the infrastructure bill which part of that infrastructure bill is the wall yeah a line item as it were so that's uh that's my take on it if you have thoughts on any of these executive orders as they've been presented. And, of course, we weren't able to talk about the omnibus report on significant trade deficits. Uh, maybe it was rescinded. I don't know. Maybe or, it, it didn't last 12 hours. 
or or maybe they maybe it's just an accident. Maybe it is hiding things ahead of a crucial meeting. I do not know. But again, it says, thank you for your interest in this subject. Stay tuned as we continue to update WhiteHouse.gov. That's their standard yeah. 404 error page. Actually, uh, quick quick uh, question, guys, since we mm-hmm. actually brought up uh, infrastructure and treasury. Mm-hmm. Uh, a budget's going to need to be passed by the 28th of April. Or government shutdown again? Yeah. Um, do you think they're going to try and sneak the wall into the budget? Absolutely. It's not going to be a sneak. It's going to be a, a big, bold, highlighted section. But the Republicans are already wary because there's a split in the party, and the Dems have already gone, hey, we don't have to really fight you. You you guys are fighting yourselves. We just have to hold to a position. Yeah. So you want to try us? I don't know. They may. But that is for another show, because this one is all wrapped up. So, if you've enjoyed what we've done here, and you'd like to help us out, there are a few ways. You can donate to the show through www.patreon.com slash radio, and that will get you early access to show full show, con- full show content and in-between episodes and uh, little sidebars and after-show and pre-show and all sorts of things that I record that I don't give to the regular users. Also, hey, make those algorithms work for us. Review us on iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker or wherever you can actually leave us a review. That will help boost our ranking and get us in front of more eyeballs and uh, more ear holes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we can always use that. And while you're doing that, use your words. Tell somebody about us. Get them interested in podcasting in general. Because podcasts are cool. And it's free, really. Unless you want to help us, in which case we're more than happy to take your money. And, of course, engage with us directly. Send us a message on the social medias or the electronic mails at Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're the more talkative sort, we have a voicemail number at 470-222-ORLY. That's 6759. It's always ready to take your call or your text. And if you don't like what we've done here this evening, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The Lifeline provides free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. Thank you for choosing to waste your valuable time on us. This has been a really radio part of the Random Acts Company. This work licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 United States license, including the music Rocket and Pamgea, created by Kevin McLeod of IncomTech.com. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in a minute. It always helps when I hit the right slider. There we go. (laughs) (coughs) Okay, cool. Right on. Apparently, this was very uninteresting to people as we were going through wonk and policy. So it's, it's always a good thing that we actually separate these out into different shows. Because a lot of people aren't, aren't interested in an hour and a half of let's talk about uh, executive orders and how the government's screwing us. <laughs> Bite the pill, bitch. It, Trump's um, going in dry. Man, that's, we learned interesting things, though. We really did. And, well, no, we actually had a, yeah. so that's how government works moment. We did, and 
all of those, even if nobody listens to this damn show, <laughs> those are valuable to us three <laughs> and anyone yeah. else. Well, that I'm listen. sharing that. Yeah, that's that's some valuable stuff. Dudes, mm-hmm. I yeah, no, that's getting shared, and it's good. Um, it's good. Speaking of, it's shared, okay. I can stack the courts for order of succession into attorney general as the president, and that's not an overreach of power. <laughs> is my 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 question is is there a check on that at all? No, that this is completely within his jurisdiction to do, I believe, because Car- the uh, the attorney general's office falls so really under the, the executive branch. So really, the only check on that, and as we saw, is the elections for state attorney. Yeah, that's and the only is- check. You know, I'm, is important. I'm surprised we didn't see Pam Bondi in there. Uh, but here's she the got reason. assigned to something. Well, did she? she no, she's she's got things already set up for her. Hmm. So that, and also considering that she's already being investigated for uh, corruption charges. Um, What's it, one it, more corruption charge in this administration? Well, that makes her overqualified that, for a position in Trump's cabinet. Well, considering that Chaffetz was just recently interviewed and said, uh, Trump can't be corrupt because he's got so much money. There's no right. reason to worry about corruption. Um, so by that logic, almost any politician is free from corruption unless they're yep. operating at the local and state level. Yep. Attorney General Pam Bonney has been appointed to President Trump's Opioid and Drug Abuse Commission, which will be led by Chris Christie. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. That we just talked about. It's led by Chris Christie. Yep. And Pam Bondi's on it. Pam so, Bonney has been. Okay. Who loved to put black people in jail. So, Dan. Yeah. About that, um, people that have been kind to his party thing yeah no i'm i'm already got a little bit of my 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 lunch in my back of my throat how's that i had taste? i always <laughs> had faith that he could turn this into poison yeah yeah wow i but, believed in him okay he did not let me down david you gotta you gotta drop a link wait where did you find that uh drop tampabay.com a, yeah dro- drop a link in the show notes because that's that's too rich because obviously i have to keep this into the 